0: This podcast is brought to you by Life Mastery Course. Get 90% off enrollment today at livewellacademy.com.
1: Welcome to the Toastmasters podcast, the official podcast of Toastmasters International. Hello, everybody. This is Greg Gazin. And I'm Ryan Levesque.
2: Ryan, we have a special guest today. Who do we have online? We are speaking today with Dr. Wenjing Ha. Dr. Hu is a member of an elite global team of surgeons and scientists conducting cutting-edge research at the University of Alberta in Edmonton, Canada. Dr. Hu is also one of several members of the research team who are also members of the nearby College Plaza Toastmasters Club. Dr. Hu is joining us today to talk both about the fascinating research taking place in the lab, as well as the communication skill enhancement taking place in the learning lab of the College Plaza Toastmasters Club. Dr. Hahn's research team and the College Plaza Toastmasters Club are featured in the December 2019 issue of the Toastmaster Magazine. Dr. Hahn, welcome to the Toastmasters Podcast. Thank you, Ryan Gerak. So doctor, I I wanted to ask you, as I read the article in the Toastmaster Magazine describing this futuristic environment where you and your your expert colleagues who are from around the, the whole world, I felt like I was reading a a screenplay for a science fiction film, (laughs) like references to surgical robots and artificial and augmented reality, wearable goggles with built in sensors to track eye movements, robotic hands and so on and so on. It almost sounded like some kind of Elon Musk operation. Um, So I wonder if you could share with us an overview of the work that your team within the Department of Surgery is doing there at the University of Alberta.
3: Yeah, sure. Sure. I am in the research team that looks how the eyes of nurses, anesthesiologists, and surgeons focus on the right places when they work together in the operating room. This includes how they respond to stress and how they work together as teams. We also research how to improve the training of surgeons. The goal of our research is to improve their efficiency. Surgical teams work together more efficiently patients will spend less time in the operating room. So this will reduce the chance of them getting these infections. So that's my research.
2: Cool.
1: So a lot of this is done with respect to being able to remotely see what's going on so that some of these procedures can be done remotely as well?
3: Yes, we also have robotic machines for future remote surgery. So just now what I said about the eyes, where they are looking at is we use eye tracking technique. So if we track the eyes of the surgeons or nurses, we can know where they are looking at, whether they are looking at the right place or not. So we can improve future training depend on where they are looking at to train they're looking at the right place.
2: I wonder how do you use that data? Would it be u- used real time in the surgery to say, hey, nurse so-and-so, you're looking a little to the left, you need to shift your gaze. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. Would it, yeah, what do you do with that, that data once you have it in order to train them for future surgeries?
3: Yeah, so for now, yes, we are in the research lab, in the more on research part. So in the future, we we wish we could incorporate into the real
2: surgery. Mm. Is there a risk if the goal is to have all of the participants in the surgery generally looking in the same area, is there a risk that you could miss something if uh, there's something else going on in in the body or the room that nobody is looking at?
3: So it's not to train them exactly looking in the same place. Our research found that teams should have a suitable amount of overlapping of their I guess it's not always, for example, we have 30, 70% of time we are looking at the same place. The other 30, we are looking at other places differently because we have different team roles.
1: To really explain what you do in your, on your team would take probably 20 minutes, right? I'm assuming.
2: Yeah.
1: I read through the article and obviously they, they interviewed at least a half a dozen people, but it's just absolutely phenomenal in terms of what you're doing right, about Mm. the the robotics and the research. And I was looking here about the minuscule hand motions. When I was reading this, I was picturing, this is a few years ago, where a surgeon was doing remote surgery
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and using his hands in one place and it was actually moving a robot in a different place. And it was just like, wow. And I'm sure that was maybe five years ago. And I'm sure the technology today is probably even better. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. I was really curious about that robotic teaching system that transfers, as Greg was just saying, the surgeon's minuscule hand motions from an expert to a novice. Is that almost like you put your hands, if you're a, a surgeon, put your hand into these gloves and it gives you like physical training?
3: Yeah, so for that is, uh, for for example, there are two robotic arms. So for one expert surgeon hold the ro- robotic arm to do the surgery. And then on the other side has another robotic arms. For, maybe we have two because one hand, you control one arm. So for the other side, if you hold the instrument, hold the, the surgical tool, you can feel how much force the expert is applying to the tissue and uh, what's the direction of the movements. So wow. this is a robotic teaching system. But for now, whenever we learn writing, our parents hold our hand. So we might get a direct force, but we cannot be held by the parents always. And for especially for during surgery, it's not possible for the expert to hold your hand to teach you. You only look So what he's doing, but you don't know the direction of the two and uh, how much force the expert is applying to the tissue. So if we have the robotic arm, we will know exactly what he's doing.
2: Wow, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah, so that's like actually giving the student or the the novice like the kinesthetic feel of what it's like to be the surgeon Mm -hmm. doing that surgery and and almost like training the muscle memory in those movements.
3: Yeah, we call this system for uh, as haptic feedback devices. Wow. H-A-P-T-I-C, haptic feedback.
1: I know that term because I think the iPhone has haptic uh, touch on the buttons.
3: Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: You see, Wenjing, this is all brand new to us. To you, this is what you do on a daily basis. But to to us, this is like Star Trek.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I heard, Nick, that we are called Star trek Lab.
1: You know, it seems very fascinating and, yes, very Star Trek-like. But I guess at the end of the day, if you can find ways of cutting surgical time and reducing mm-hmm. the risk of surgery,
3: yeah.
1: it's going to save people's lives.
3: Yeah, yeah. Increase patient safety in the operating room.
1: Absolutely. That part's important, but even the communication, being able for the live people, not the robots, to mm-hmm. actually be
2: communicating with each other, I guess. Fascinating. Wow. Yeah. I'd love to talk on the tech side of this <laughs> the yeah, whole time. Sure. It's so interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's pull in the Toastmasters component of this story a bit. I understand that the College Plaza Toastmasters Club was founded in 2013, that uh, several members of your lab are also members of that Toastmasters club. At what point did the members of your research team begin joining Toastmasters?
3: It was two years ago when I was the VP education. So at that moment, we have very few members, our club nearly clapped. So I invite our our lab members to join the meetings and they were interested in the point that it can improve their English and communication skills. So I brought them, and then we gradually grew into about 20-ish members in the club.
1: It sounded like this crisis created an opportunity. My understanding is that your club had achieved president's distinguished status for the first time.
3: Yeah, it is. Yeah, Yeah, Thanks for our coach.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's Nick Wilson, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Who actually wrote the article.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, what's also interesting about your club is not only are they made up of a lot of members of your research team, but I understand your club won a WOW video contest, and in the video, it featured a plethora of cultures and languages that are represented by your club.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, we have about a dozen of language speaking in our club, such as Dutch, Korean, Mandarin, and Mongolian, Ukraine, Russian, etc. Well,
1: that's amazing.
2: Wow, so th- so those are all representing first languages of the members of the club, is that correct?
3: Yes, that's the first languages.
2: So with such a diversity of first languages in the club, has the advantage of being able to practice English and get feedback, has, has that been a, something that you think has attracted members to the club?
3: Yeah, I think so. It's also my main purpose to join the club is I want to improve my English. The same for other members. I think most of them want to improve their English.
2: I can imagine, Dr. Han, that for going back to your team uh, in the mm-hmm. workplace at the at the university, a team that's so mm-hmm. so deeply involved in this cutting-edge technology, doing work that's so critically important, that I can see how the English as a second language component or in some cases a third or fourth or fifth language I'm sure that yeah. that could be helpful but how about the other quote-unquote soft skills that are offered by Toastmasters what what's some other value that the Toastmasters training has provided the members of your team
3: yeah except for learning the language part I think for Communication is very important because we are in a lab environment. We are a team, so we need to communicate to each other. Toastmaster can improve our communication skills, and also for presentations during lab meeting, our lab m- members need to present their research, or even during research days, we need to present our research. So the presentation skills also very beneficial for us. And another thing is about leadership. So I. I'm the lab manager of the Surgical Simulation Research Lab. So through my officer's training as vice president of education or user president, it helped me grow my leadership skills. So we work together more efficiently as a team.
1: Well, that's awesome. I can also assume with respect to communication skills that sometimes you're operating in the lab environment or you're operating in a very highly technical environment, being able to do presentations to a group of people who might not necessarily be technically inclined. I think that would be probably a benefit as well. Yeah. As the club is comprised of many scientists, how has that benefited the students who are members? So, for example, I understand from the article, they do thesis defense, prepping for medical school interviews. How does that work?
3: Uh, our, the Toastmaster Club offers safe platform to practice. For example, before my thesis defense, I present my thesis project in the club. And also for other master students or PhD students, they have the opportunity to practice. It benefits us as a safe form to practice.
1: For example, you have a panel of scientists for thesis defense. What does that look like? Does it operate like a regular evaluation given on a project, or do you do it a different way?
3: So we try to make it in the real, like a real defense. We present the research and then we have a panel of scientists to ask questions. But it's not as long as a real CC defense, but real defense will take three hours. Your club meeting will be an hour. Oh, I see. Yeah.
1: What does that look like for those who are members of your club who are not the scientists? Are they just sitting there saying, I have no idea what we're talking about? Or <laughs> what happens
3: you? <Yeah>. <laughs> In general, we select the panel based on their experience. For example, me as a PhD graduate, we have another member who is an assistant professor in our faculty of medicine. So we have a panel, like for example, two, three people at a panel are scientists asking questions on the scientific aspect.
2: Well, that's phenomenal. And what's the approximate mix between faculty members and students at the club?
3: So we have mainly our students and the staffs. So we only have um, maybe three faculty members, and the others are staff and students.
2: Okay. Mm -hmm. And I understand you've also used the opportunity of being together in the club to help students prep for medical school interviews. Can you talk about what that process has looked like?
3: We have interviews, not only for medical school, but also for job interviews. On that day, we will have the table topic questions mixed up all by the interview questions. So the people who want to apply for medical school or go to the job interview, they will have the chance to practice to answer the interview questions. And then we give feedback to the people who goes to the interview.
1: So instead of table topics like in some clubs where they say you know tell us about your favorite season or tell us about a time you went dancing you actually have very specific directed questions that are going to help them improve their their presentation skills for interviews
3: yes we do yeah it benefits me a lot because i went to job interview and we had mock interview in the club so I am now. I have no fear for go to an interview. In the beginning, I was very overwhelmed, but now I'm good.
1: That's awesome. I understand that your club, in addition to this unique delivery method, you also have a unique setup. You get your staff and students. You also have collaborating researchers visit from other countries. They often come to meetings.
3: Yes, I. We always invite them to go, and they all love to go.
1: Yeah, it's amazing because you think sometimes people who are visiting would want to be sightseeing, not go to a Toastmasters club, but obviously they're coming to improve their skills as well.
3: Yes, they are. So we have surgeons and scientists visit our club. So they learn skills in it and then even join Toastmasters after they go back to their home country.
1: The article makes reference to one individual specifically who wants to either set up a club in Finland or is it join a club in Finland?
3: Yeah, we had this summer we had a a PhD student from computer science from University of Eastern Finland. Uh, He visited our club and uh, joined our club parties. He really enjoyed the social part and also facts that improve the communication skills. And he said, if I go back to Finland, I will set up one. But I don't know if this happened or not, but he is really impressed by Toastmaster Club. Because I have been to Finland this February, this year. I I went there, but I can't find a Toastmaster Club in that city.
2: There's an opportunity there to set one up, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. I said, if I go there, I, I will definitely set up one too. <laughs> yeah.
2: Do members ever give speeches that are not technical or academic, that are just about something from their personal life or interest? Yeah,
3: yeah. That's, yeah. So, so for the scientific topic, it's only not that often. It's during critical moments for defense or interviews. So, we use uh, this uh, scientific part for maybe someone goes to a presentation for a poster presentation or doing a speech for public, so they practice, but it's not often.
1: Okay, so it's not all technology then.
3: Yeah, not all technologies. So we' also a fun group.
1: <laughs> awesome.
3: <laughs> so we love we love to uh, love our club. so what we do is like for fun. You mm-hmm. really enjoy it.
1: Yeah. So, if someone is an artist or a, who's not necessarily a technical person. There, they can come to the club too.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do have artists in the lab and goes to the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we just a regular Toastmaster meeting.
1: <laughs> Ryan and I were chatting before the call about this offbeat idea, and while we understand it's not necessarily the mission of your team, we were wondering if perhaps you could bring the technology of your team to the actual club. So I'm wondering if there's any opportunities to monitor the brainwaves or eye movements of the members giving speeches so that you could <laughs> give them feedback to improve.
3: That will be interesting <laughs> to look at how your eye contact is. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Absolutely,
1: yes. You can provide, yeah. instead of saying you've had really good eye contact, you saw you were looking directly at the front, you can say, well, 62% of the time you looked in this one particular direction and... <laughs> If you would have moved 1.8 meters to the left. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding.
3: It would be interesting. Just imagine that.
2: I'm going to say, Dr. Han, run with that idea, and we'll have you back (laughs) and and ask how that's working. (laughs) Very cool.
1: Wenjing, I think it's absolutely incredible what you're team of surgeons and researchers are doing at the University of Alberta in terms of improving the quality of life, in terms of improving the quality of the medical and health care that we're looking at for the future, but also that you've taken all of this and you've been able to use your Toastmasters club as a real-life learning lab.
3: Yeah.
1: With that said, let me ask you, what one big thing has changed for you since you joined Toastmasters?
3: One big thing changed for me is the confidence for public speaking, for presentation is the most important. And then gradually I found I got so much improvement in my leadership skills as well. And it's very important for my future career to be later in our research area.
2: So as deep into the technology as you and your team are there, you just can't get away from the fact that at the end of the day, we're all humans. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. that means that the, uh, the ability to communicate with each other and share ideas and thoughts and be effective into personality, we just can't get away from that. And I am just delighted to learn of your club and your team and so appreciative of you, uh, Dr. Hahn, for coming on the show with us today. Thank you so much.
3: Okay, thank you. I got more encouragement.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And also, congratulations on what
1: you've done for the club. That's phenomenal.
3: Thank you so much.
1: Yeah. Take care, Dr. Huh. A real pleasure. Yeah.
3: You too. Nice to talk to you, Ryan and Greg.
0: If your life is perfect, stop the podcast now. Still with me? Great. I've put together an intensive online course on life mastery at livewellacademy.com. Based on decades of research and experience, I invite you to participate at 90% off the release date rate while I complete all the lessons with the expected completion by the end of 2019. At livewellacademy.com, you will learn how to really connect with others. The tricks of having a strong relationship what you need to know about your health and staying fit, how to increase your overall well-being, how to be a better person, how to be a responsible member of society through improving your critical thinking skills, how to be more creative, how to sell, how to handle money and make more of it, learn about all the major religions of the world, learn about getting a job and creating one, learn about success and how to achieve it, and more. This course is a result of the continued research that suggests that adults in the United States today are woefully unprepared for today's social and professional environment. People struggle with effective communication, relationships, weight and health issues, depression, life purpose, achievement, discerning fact from fiction, selling ideas to others, earning enough to live comfortably, finding jobs, and overall peace of mind. These are problems that get in the way of living a happy and fulfilling life when one's energy is spent on just trying to get by. This course addresses each of those problems and many more with the goal of helping you avoid those problems while focusing on what energizes you most. By the end of the course, you will be on the right track to designing the life you want to live and living it well. Register today at livewellacademy.com while the 90% discount lasts.